Octavia and Crag, a match made in heaven, but they're going somewhere far worse. What will they find in the Shadowfell? Can they work together, or will they shadow fall apart? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. We have reached... The phase where we no longer have to worry about sweating ourselves to death up here. <laughs> now I have to worry about freezing our extremities off. Exactly. The joys of third floor old houses mm -hmm. in Midwestern states. <laughs> With zero, zero heating, zero AC. Not even a, not a radiator, well, not we a have vent a, to be seen. We have seen. a window unit, AC unit for the summers. We just can't run it while we record. We Very have to run true. it before and after. And we have a, a panel on the wall that gets hot that takes about <laughs> three hours to heat the room, as I've found. But at least it's doing something. So, and, and it doesn't make any noise. So it's, mm -hmm. it's better than nothing. It is nice. Can at least keep that on during the winter. But. This is this is where we are. I'm a bit chilly. My seat is cold. I can feel it through my pants. <laughs> but hey, I'm I'm sure we'll be fine I'm if we sure just we stop talking or maybe our our words get a bit unintelligible. It's because our our tongues have frozen. <laughs> and this isn't this is only early December. Mm -hmm. We're we're not even into the worst of it. So we'll we'll see how cold and chilly it gets the hilarious thing is that i'm in short sleeves yes i am not <laughs> so, i am bundled up so while austin is my poor love is over there all all chilly and bundled i'm like i am quite comfortable in my short sleeve shirt i get cold very easily and i'm a nuclear reactor yeah yep so i don't know why i got the office on the third floor but hey uh, we did we did discuss this i did offer the one on the first floor Sure you did. I mean, we can't swap. My office sure is also did. freezing because it is on a corner that and is not insulated, and it is over the basement that is very cold. Well, the whole first floor is over the basement that's very cold. True. But my office gets pretty much more chilly than, like, the living room. Well, that's your fault. <laughs> is it? Is it, I've, though? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Definitely is. I'm to blame for the, for the interesting construction of this house 100 years ago. There's a... There's a radiator in your room. We just don't know how to work it. So I don't see how that is my fault. Well, you haven't taken the time to figure it out. That I guess that's true. So there, there you go. You also, you also had one of those square panels that got hot in your room, but you took it down and you never put it back up. That's also true. You could put it back up. I, I would could. help you put it back up to keep you from being so cold. But alas, this is the station we are in. <laughs> I think it also didn't help that part of the ceiling collapsed. I don't think that really has that much to do with it, honestly. I have noticed it actually is a bit warmer since you patched the roof. Well, so look, look at help. me. Look at me. Little, little handyman mm -hmm. over here. Slopping tar on a roof. 
a lot of fun. Anyway, we're at 101 now. Mm-hmm. We're going to have... Trippy digis. Well, this is a, a Dalmatian episode. I help, hope you all are okay with that. What are you talking about? 101, oh, 101. Dalmatians. <laughs> I was like, that's not... Are you thinking of a palindrome? <laughs> no. 101 Dalmatians. Because it is a palindrome. That is true. This is the Taco Cat episode. There will be no Dalmatians in this episode as much as my younger self loved Dalmatians. And my younger self loved Dalmatians. It was destined to be, I guess, mm-hmm. from our early love of Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. And then I grew up and I'm a cat person now, so. I mean, you don't dislike dogs. Uh, no, but I prefer cats. I mean, that makes sense. But I, I don't think it discredits your earlier love of Dalmatians. No, but... You just might have thought with how crazy I was into Dalmatians when I was a kid, I might have been more of a dog person, but nope. Cats. <laughs> cats all the way. <laughs> yeah. Cats, cats, cats. I was thinking with the intro that you should have been like, also your resident Asimar. But I am more than just one thing. I am everything. That is true. I am everything except you. That that so. That is true, but I thought that would have been... I was like, oh. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Ha. Very clever. Yeah, look at, you win. look at how clever I am. Look at you go. <laughs> Too bad that was five minutes and 47 seconds ago. We have missed our chance. Well, I was going to say something, but then you launched into the third floor being cold and I didn't want I, to. I gave ample time for you to interject there. <laughs> I usually wait a few seconds because I'm trying to figure out what to say. Usually I cut it out in post, but hey. It's it's always there. People just don't want to listen to me breathing for five seconds. <laughs> really? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> just put in some audio of pancakes, sleeping, breathing heavily. Oh, It's pretty cute. She does breathe heavily when we're eating chicken and she wants some. She she does. She gets really into <laughs> it. We don't usually give her any. <laughs> Most of us. A solid 50% of us. Fished infrequently. Anyways. When she's really cute. She's always Which very cute. So. Anyways. Anyways, anyways. Uh, do you have anything else to add to this conversation? I have nothing else to add. As usual. <laughs> <laughs> I have things to add. I usually have things to add. Do you want a whole new topic? No, no. I just let's 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 go. You want me to let's opine to on Pancake's love of chicken? No, we're at one oh one. That is where we are at. One hundred and one, a hundred of these things in the can. Really, a hundred and one already because I think we did two episodes for our year long anniversary. But who's <laughs> counting? We are. <laughs> the numbered episodes are. The, yes, our our uh, podcast the fact host that this is. is serialized. Does so. Here we are. One oh one. Into the the triple digits. Let's get some ambiance going. You find yourself sitting on a bed in a stark room about 13 floors up in the Temple of Absalon in the city of Lake Ansel, no longer occupied by its uh, usual occupants, but instead full of the Dragonblood army. Who have taken it over in what appears to be a very elaborate ruse to lure you here so that Crag could at first capture you and force you to do what he needed you to do, but now just talk to you and, and convince you to, to help him out. 
It seems as though there have been some extra terrestrial forces with their hands in the, in the goings-on of the past 15 years, and upon realizing all of this and that uh, his, his goals for the war, his, his aims were not uh, the aims of his benefactors, Craig has asked you to help him seal those pesky archdevils back up because at some point he was an instrument in loosening their chains. So, you have had eight hours to sit alone in this room, to rest, to sleep, to nap, to prepare your new spells, to figure out what it is exactly you plan on doing. If there is anything in these eight hours that you feel is noteworthy enough to use airtime on it, <laughs> now is your opportunity. Otherwise, I'm going to keep moving. You keep moving. All right, great. At the end of eight hours on the dot, there's a chunk outside of your door as the lock is unlocked and the door swings open and you see that goblin there standing three feet high outside the door his arms kind of lifted up to pull the handle open he says all right well eight hours is up Craig's expecting you at the top of the tower again come on follow me okay still kind of surprised you're alive but hey is there any I mean do you guys have any like Anything to eat by any chance? Me? No, I'm I'm ruined. I lost all my money about eight hours ago, actually. <laughs> I mean, gambling on the wrong horse, so to speak. I mean, I'm currently in humanoid form, but I mean, if I ever need to run fast, I guess. Oh, is that a druid joke? Yeah, an, an attempt at one at least. Mm-hmm. Kind of fell flat, huh? We we goblins have a different sense of humor, I guess. Anyways, uh, no, no food. I mean, you there was a plate in there. When I let you in, there was a plate of food and a glass of water. If you did not eat that, that is your own fault. I believe the Dungeon Master expressly remembers you saying that you would not eat if you could get away with it. That is true. Because you were concerned about poison or something. That is a a correct recollection. So we we offered your food. Promise it wasn't poison. Well, I I guess it's probably not if you made it this far. Who knows? That'd That'd be a pretty funny way to do you in, huh? Lure you into a false sense of security, and then bam! Poison in the tea. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's still there if you want it. No, she'll keep she'll keep going. Okay, well, don't ask for it then. You had your chance. <laughs> Follow me. Hope you all ready, because you, you ain't got no more time. Goblin leads you down the tower, up two flights of stairs, and opens the door, ushering you onto the 15th floor. You're back in this room. The chairs by the altar have been uh, moved aside. And instead, in the center of the room, you see Crag there, all dressed in battle regalia, helmet back on his head, standing nice, polished, tall, looks strong, and probably also took a nap or something. Maybe got a massage. And next to him is a... uh, Looks like some sort of magic user. Mm. Probably the one who... uh, came in and and scried for you standing there has a tuning fork in one hand that's kind of vibrating ever so ever so gently Craig says I assume you're ready it doesn't really matter if you're not because we're going now I am great come over here she'll go over now unfortunately for this to work we have to hold hands Apparently, that's what he tells me. He nods over to this hobgoblin wizard standing there with a pointy start hat. 
cop comes and's like, mm-hmm, that's how it works. Octavia will extend her left hand. Craig grabs it. Thick leather glove with like metal and stuff on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Says, all right. I don't know what's exactly going to be on the other side of this. I've been there once before, but things have a tendency to change once you leave this plane, so we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. Okay. Uh my friendly wizard here is gonna send us to the Shadowfell. Uh make sure you are locked in and ready. From what I hear, you've had some adventures on other planes, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you've experienced anything quite like this before. I haven't. So if you have anything to uh, do, you've got about oh, a-, a minute before before he's ready to go. And Celia has been released and is on the way to meet with Carhoon and my family. I told you I would give the order when we got to where we're going, and okay. we are not there yet. Okay. You good? I'm, I'm ready. All right. He looks over at the hobgoblin. Checks his straps and stuff once more. And then nods and says, do it. The wizard waves the the tuning fork. Hits it on the bottom of his foot. Starts going. That's what tuning forks sound like. And then starts uh, chanting and waving his big red hobgobliny hands around in various arcane circles and portals. You feel, much like when Zeon shifted you here, you feel uh, the plane you are standing on start to melt away, to just uh, kind of peel back like wallpaper. You feel kind of nauseous as things begin to shake and shake, and everything gets very bright for a moment. And then, in an instant, it kind of resettles, and your senses come rushing back to you, and you find yourself standing on a hilltop that's kind of covered in grayish-brown dead grass. There's a twisted tree without leaves off to your right. To your left, there's a big gash in the ground with, like, green. It kind of looks like fumes, but it might just be magical wisps kind of seeping out of it. The plain around you is desolate. You can see for quite some time there's more of these dead vegetations, maybe some big things moving off in the distance that you don't necessarily want to go and investigate and find (laughs) out what they are. The clouds are thick and gray, giving everything overcast, uh, an overcast appearance. You would classify everything here as dim. (laughs) It'd be very precise. Thunder rumbles in the distance. And far ahead of you, Crag points. He says, there. And you could see, following his finger, as he lets go of your other hand and mm-hmm. kind of shakes his. Ugh. Points far off, and you can see what looks like a large structure. Mm-hmm. You can't make out details because it's far away, but it's out there. Does it look like a, a building or kind of like a... It looks like a building. Okay. That's where we're going. Okay. And you've you said you've been to this plane before. Have you been to that building before? Yes. Okay. Again, things may have changed, but we won't know until we get there. All right. Let's move out. Solid copy. Let's go. Roger, (laughs) roger. And he starts chomping along. As you're walking, he says, just keep your wits about you. This place is probably a bit more dangerous than the plane of water was. 
not downplaying how dangerous a giant ocean can be, but at least those things tended to be in the land of the living. True. At least just maybe different types of danger. I mean, I'd hope there aren't Abeleth here, but I guess you never know. Oh, man, wouldn't that be something? Be really not great. Well, in my recent history lessons, I don't think the Abeleth can get to this plane. I think. Well, they're not supposed to, but who knows at this point. I didn't have anything to do with the Abeleth, let me tell you that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a jerk, you know. Uh, apologies for my understanding of uh, reticence and suspicion, ongoing suspicion, Look, as I'm sure you can understand. If we're going to be successful in here, you don't have to like me, because I don't think you'll ever get to that point, but we are at least going to have to trust each other to an extent. I mean, I trust you to an extent. I'm here with you, aren't I? Well, in my... in... in... in someone's defense. I didn't give you too much of a choice. That's also true. So let me just put it this way. If you try to backstab or betray me at some point along this line, you might you, you might win. That's fine. But you're gonna doom everybody on the plane that we just came from. So we're gonna work together. We're gonna get this done. And then hopefully we never have to see each other again. Alright? Alright. Great. Yeah. Takes the shield off his back and puts it in his left hand and draws the flaming red sword in his right. All right, let's keep going. You continue walking. He doesn't really say much unless you are trying to initiate some sort of conversation. Nope, she's not. <laughs> you can hear some odd sounds rolling through this uh, this plane. Some, uh, oh. some weird moans or maybe some tortured like shrieks every now and then just some off-putting sounds maybe wolves howling off in the distance just general spookiness general spooky scary general spookiness there is clammy kind of just smells like damp meat Mm -hmm. is it chilly or what's it that's not warm okay but it's not like cold, cold. Okay. It's just kind of ever so slightly chilly. Mm-hmm. Is there a is there a sun? Or is you don't know. You can't see. Can't see it. Sky okay. is coated in clouds, like the Matrix world. Or Pittsburgh. Or Pittsburgh. <laughs> we get the sun every now and then, <laughs> and we celebrate for those three days a year. You two walk for some time. Keeping your wits about you, I assume. Mm-hmm. Craig is constantly scanning the front and flanks, turning around every now and then to check your rear to mm-hmm. make not, not your rear. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't even think of that until you clarified. <laughs> He's not a weirdo. <laughs> oh, man. To check behind you. There we go. To see if anything should be following. Uh, and he doesn't. If he sees something, he doesn't indicate it. Uh, just keeps trudging mm-hmm. forward after a while. And I mean, I'll keep my eyes out too, because mm-hmm. I'm very quite perceptive. perceptive. Uh, after a while, you can see this structure slowly getting a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. Uh, but you come to a section that is like, it looks like ancient ruins of some old buildings or structures, walls that are crumbled down, pillars toppled, everything covered in like, a layer of 
ash and dust. Craig says this goes on for miles and miles and miles. It's best to go through it, not around. Just keep a keep a keen eye out. Is it are there creatures that have a tendency to like live here? There are creatures that have a tendency to be Everywhere. all over the place. Okay. And this just provides a little bit more cover. That makes sense. Okay. So, How tall like are the like walls of the ruins? Can we like see over them? Or? Some of them you can. Some of them are short. Some of them are tall. Okay. So some are like two stories and some of them are just like a little retaining wall that's got knocked over. Some were probably used to be two stories, but have got since like trunkled down. Okay. So there's, there's ever a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. We'll say mm-hmm. that. Craig starts moving slowly forward. I follow. Peeking around corners, trying to keep an eye out. What's your passive perception? 20. The two of you start making your way through these ruins. Carefully, stepping gingerly, keeping your eyes open, scanning constantly, but there are a lot of places where things could be hiding. Mm -hmm. A lot of places for something to jump out at you. You're moving quickly, but also slowly at the same time. Kind of a paradoxical style of movement. As you get solidly into about the middle of this long stretch of ruins, you're not even sure what sort of civilization this could have been if it ever was, or if it's just always been ruins, because that's the kind of place this place is. You hear a horrifying blood-curdling shriek from behind you and turn around and just like moving with inhuman speed is some horrifying, horrifying creature. It's probably about 12 feet tall. It Ugh. looks like a skeleton, but with very emaciated skin and uh, muscle clinging Ugh. to it. Inset red eyes, and instead of fingers, they end in enormous claws. Ugh. And it rolled a 27 on its stealth, oh, so I need goodness. you to roll initiative. What? Do you want me to roll for Craig or? No, nope, I got him. All right, it's it's gonna be weird to just be controlling just myself for for once. Right. All right, Octavia gets a eighteen. All right, so this thing goes first. Oh man! Ooh, revealing of the map. This thing does not look like a chubby wolf, but I have my chubby wolf token. <laughs> This thing goes first. You find yourself in the middle of these ruins, crumbling walls and pillars surrounded you, and this horrifying beast closing very, very quickly. You are, in fact, surprised. Mm. Man, my passive is so high. I know. This thing rolled a natural 20 uh, on its stealth check, though. So uh, you're not going to get mm-hmm. away from that. All right, this thing rushes forward. Gets right up to the two of you. And it is going to make an attack at each of you. Okay. Against you, it rolls. Dang it. A 10 to hit. Miss. That's annoying. Actually, it doesn't even need to be that close. Oh, does it have. has reach? It's got a lot of reach. Mm. It's then gonna. 12 feet tall, yeah. Reach out a bony, clawed finger at Crag. And that is gonna hit for a decent amount of damage. 
Um, so it reaches out, slashes Crag right across the back, Ugh. and it pulls him closer. Ooh. And you can see that Crag is now grappled. Oh, ooh, okay. All right. That is its turn. You're both surprised. So I believe you can't do anything, as far as my understanding of sure, being surprised yeah. is. I think after your turn, you can use your reaction, but you can't do uh, anything okay. until then. Until after your first turn. Okay. Okay. It would be Craig's turn. It would then be your turn. Mm-hmm. But then it comes back around to this thing's turn. Okay. That makes sense. Ooh, that is... So is, is, is the creature, like, holding Craig up? Or, or just kind of, this this crag still have his feet on the ground? No, nah, we'll say he doesn't have his feet on the ground, because okay. that's a cooler image. <laughs> I mean, it's terrifying and cool, yeah. Pull him right up to this uh, thing's face, and it's like, skull head is cackling wildly. Yeah, about to like, it's very like Attack on Titan, just like about to like, mm-hmm. take a bite out of him. Yeah. All right, if this is all dim light, which it is, please make a constitution saving throw. Okay. 17? Okay, you're both fine. You feel a wave of necrotic energy wash over you, but you manage to steal yourself. Ooh, from the not, creature? Yeah. Ooh. And not take it. This thing then disappears. What? This thing disappears and reappears, teleporting a little bit away from you, trying to uh, separate the two of you and pick you off one by one. It is Crag's turn, who is going to attempt to escape the grapple. He does. Okay. You can see the two of them struggling through these broken walls, and you think you see this orc wriggle free. It is your turn. Okay. So are they still are they still adjacent to each other? Yes, they are. Okay. So this thing can teleport. Okay, well that changes what I was planning on doing. What are you doing, though? Okay, kind of seeing that this creature, you know, can pop in and out of existence. Uh, Octavia kind of pivots from what she was she was thinking of doing, um, and she is going to point at it with one finger and kind of point at the sky with um, Akrila's staff, and she is going to call a crackle of lightning down on this creature. It is cloudy, you mentioned, mm-hmm. and there are thunders and stuff, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. If you could please make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, natural 19. You succeed. For a lot. Do I take half you damage? Still are, you still are going to take half, though, so that is good. Well, let me roll this puppy up. All righty. Roll two tens on my 40-10, so... 26 total, so halved would be 13 lightning damage. 13 lightning, all right. Excellent, excellent. Bold lightning crackles out of the sky and hits this thing, who looks a little bit sizzled, but shakes it off. Anything else for you? You're going to move. You're going to bonus. I'm not going to bonus quite yet. Well, how does Craig look? I know he took that hit. Oh, he looks okay. Okay. He's he's got a lot of... He's got a lot of hit points. Okay. If I can kind of like... (laughs) Not, I know I can't actually hide because I already used my action, but go behind a, a taller. Go behind cover, yeah. Yeah, I would like to go behind cover. Sure. All right. It is this creature's turn again. Who is going to... Yeah, is going to take another two slashes. 
first one hits. The second one does not. Okay. Well, that's good at least. That is good. For Craig. For Craig. Never thought I would hear myself saying that. <laughs> All right, another solid hit. Oof. And again, it's just these claws, like, clawing at it. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it grabs him again. Oh, wow. Okay. And it is going to... You can kind of see it move behind a wall. It breaks line of sight, and then it is going to attempt to hide. Oh. Wait, it can hide as well. Oh, oh no. Austin gave me an eyebrow wiggle when I started to say that. Like, no. <laughs> All right. Craig's turn. Tries to wriggle free. Succeeds. Let's see. Does it have to do that? No. So that's his action. Uh, Craig is going to run. Okay. So you see or hear Craig uh, book it mm-hmm. from near where this thing just disappeared and start running back towards where the two of you started. Okay. And then wheels around, raises his shield, and gets his sword ready. Okay. It is your turn. You do not know where this thing is, but if you roll a perception check, you might be able to find it. I would like to do that. Natural two for a 12. Uh, you're not exactly sure. Okay. Um, can I just call, almost kind of blindly, like just call a lightning bolt down? And on the because I saw where Crag emerged from. Sure, pick a square. Okay, it was in like this vicinity, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, roll. What what needs to happen? So you technically roll a deck saving throw. Okay, roll a d one hundred. Okay, the one with the two is the beginning digit, right? Mm-hmm. Fifty three. Okay, you call it down. There's a zap. You kind of hear it make impact with the ground. You don't think you hit anything. Okay. Do you move Um, or bonus? I do not bonus or move at this time. Okay. It is this creature's turn. It is doing something. That's something you do not know. It is going to appear right behind you. Oh, man. Of course. I do have, have a ha- to be in a square. I do square. have a bad habit of it just... It is a grid. Your thing needs to be in a square. You cannot be on the line or on a corner. It needs to be in a square. I'm like a big dually truck parking. <laughs> I'm like in a square. Over just like... <laughs> just <laughs> parking lines are just suggestions, right? Right. This thing appears kapoof, right behind you, snarls down and raises its claws Ooh. to attack, which it will do next turn. It is Crag. Wheels around, seeing this, and if you could move him, mm-hmm. rushes around the corner to make an attack. Unfortunately, as he enters this thing's reach, he makes an attack. As you enter, it's oh my gosh! Ooh, and it hits again. Oh, dude! Uh, not as bad of a hit, but it definitely still hits. Goodness gracious. Definitely still hits. Does All Craig right. get grappled? Uh, Yeah, he would. I guess if the creature wants. Yeah, I don't think it's going to at this point. Okay. But it, it takes a good 
chunk out of him. Doesn't really want to grapple Crag. It thinks that Crag's escaped twice. It sees you. You're a little bit squishier. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to try to get you next time. Crag rushes up and is going to make some attacks. Do it, Crag. Again, never thought I'd be saying that. Lifts the Crimson Sword of Ignorox high and slashes down. Quicker than uh, you have seen a mortal being move. Mm. Uh, First one is a hit. Nice. Second one is a hit. Nice. Third one's a natural one. Ooh, no! Which ain't great. Oh! So we'll resolve those first two first. All right. So... Sorry, this will be some math. <laughs> that is A-OK. All right. Craig does some nice hits to start with, but then... What total damage did he do? I'm actually kind of curious. He did 35. Nice. Do, do I see, does his sword, like, do something cool? Or? Uh, yeah, it burns. Ooh. I feel like he's dealing extra fire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Craig critical misses. I feel like maybe like the fire from the sword is interfering with his like with this weird mist and it causes like a weird reflection and just kind of like makes his eyesight go funky for a second. Okay, this one's kind of fun. I don't think we've done this one. Does okay. accidental boomerang sound familiar? No. Okay. This is from D&D Head. Thank you. Thank you D&D Head. This is accidental boomerang. If making a weapon attack you were disarmed for one round at the end of your next turn your weapon flies back at you. Succeed on a dex save or take 2d8 weapon damage. Oh my gosh. So Craig slashes once slashes twice on the third swing. Maybe his palms are just a little sweaty even though I established he's wearing gloves and the sword flies out of his hand. Oh my He looks a bit sheepish (laughs) as it just goes winging past and we'll pick up there when uh, his next turn comes okay. around but now it is you all right well i'm going to again call down a bolt of lightning so again please make a dexterity saving throw natural one Ooh, nice. probably a failure i can't say for sure yeah it's it's a failure do you have a a plus 17 to your dex no it's a good, it's good. It's not that <laughs> not good. Not that good. 21 points of lightning damage. Ooh. All right. Anything else that you do? Um, I saw it use some sort of maybe a tech of opportunity type thing to attack Craig when he came into range, but I don't know if that was actually his reaction reaction, so I don't really want to move and incur from this thing. But it's going to attack me next anyway. Mm-hmm. And then if it moves to get to me, then at least Crag could take an opportunity attack, except he doesn't have a weapon. Can you take an attack of opportunity even without a weapon? Yeah. Okay. Punch somebody. Punch him. Okay, I'm going to take the risk and move away from this creature. Okay. It already used its reaction. Okay, phew! I wasn't sure if it was like some special ability that gave it like an additional different type of thing, so nice. Nope, it, you, boogie away. It seems too fixated on Crag right now, but as you run away, it looks at you and snarls. <laughs> and it is its turn unless you have something else you're going to do. Nope. Nope. All right, it bounds towards you. Ba-doom, ba-doom, ba-doom. 
it can be far away. So it uh, it slashes at you. Well, does Crag get a, a little punch first? Yeah, I guess so. Crag <laughs> takes a punch. Uh, yeah, that, that'll hit. It's going to do garbage damage. Hey. He is pretty strong. Anything is. Do you get to add your strength to unarmed attacks? I guess it just depends on what his build is. I mean, he does have, like, you mentioned gauntlets that have, like, metal on them, so... I don't think you usually get to add strength to unarmed attacks. I think that's, like, a special thing. Regardless, he does a little bit of damage. Okay. Is that, like, a monk-specific mm. thing, or...? Maybe. I, I'm not sure. I have never fought someone who just punches. Or, or played someone who just fights by punching. Yeah, so it runs up to you, and it's gonna try okay. to... Attack you. Okay. By slashing out. Oh no, okay. Unarmed strikes deal bludgeoning equal to one plus your strength modifier. Oh, nice. Okay, so he deals a decent bit of damage. Because he's very strong. Mm hmm. Alright, this thing slashes out at you. Hit. Oh gosh, that's gonna be a miss. That's a natural two. Ooh. Uh, attack number two. Oh my gosh. Does a 16 hit? Oh, just misses. Why can this thing not oh, roll well man. against you? It's mad now. It's screeching wildly as it is the end of its turn. Wow, okay. I, w- I was sure that one of those was going to hit me. It is Craig's turn. Okay. Craig does not have a sword in hand. Mm-hmm. So Craig is going to bop around. Craig runs around the edge of this piece of rubble. Looks at you and says, hit it! And uses uh, command ally. So you what? can use your reaction to make an attack and gain advantage on the roll. Oh! Against this thing. So if you have like some sort of cantrip or... I mean, can I call down the lightning? Because it is technically an action to call it down. Sure. And then give that... Give the creature disadvantage, maybe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll say, eh, mm, I mean... Well, because all my cantrips, they, they are all saves. That's true. Yeah, this ability is definitely designed for other people who yeah. have swords. Uh, I'll say you can call down a lightning. Okay. But I'm not going to give it disadvantage. Okay, well, I will call I will call down lightning. I'll be like, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. And <laughs> a little bolt of lightning comes down. It rolls on a dex save a 15. <sighs> Fail. 24 points of lightning damage. Beautiful. So Craig does that, and then the sword whips around. He reaches up his hand to try to catch it. Rolls a dexterity save. It doesn't cut his hand off. And catches it. Nice. (laughs) He's a pretty cool dude, even. (laughs) Even with with that, uh, yeah, that that crit fail. All right. It is now your turn. Okay. I'm... uh, don't want to say I'm a one-trick pony, but I'm just going to call down another lightning bolt. All right. That's probably going to pass. Uh, 21. That does pass, but you'll still take half at least. Oh, and I rolled like garbage, of course. <laughs> 14 total, so seven lightning. Okay. You crackle those things with lightning. Do you move? Um. So since this thing has reach, if I move... I would incur, right? Uh, if you move outside of its reach. Outside of its reach, okay. Uh, yeah, I won't. I won't move because 
It's kind of equidistant between me and Crag, so maybe it'll go for Crag. Maybe. It's its turn. Uh, this thing runs up behind you. And as you whip around and see it looming over, you can see that it's not looking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is wounded, it charred, and all sorts of zapped. It's not looking not looking good. Mm-hmm. And it teleports out of there. And you feel a wave of necrotic energy wash over you. Please make a constitution saving throw. Uh, Twelve. That's a failure. I gave you plenty of time in case you wanted to lock that one. But now you know the result. Can you lock saving throws? Yeah. Well. I didn't even think of it. You can't now. You take 35 points of necrotic damage. Except I have resistance, so I only take half. Okay. So you take 17 points of necrotic damage. And this thing teleports. And you can see a shape appear about 60 feet away and just start, like, loping across the hills. Oh, okay. Like, running away. It's shrieks echoing across the hills. Oh, gross. Crag walks over to you. Panting. Sword in hand. Brightly covered in fire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, He looks okay, but he's definitely got some big gashes across him. Okay. That's uh, the kind of thing I'm talking about. What? What was... Like... I don't know, but it's some horrible creature that lives in this place. Do they come from here? Do they come from other planes then come to here? I don't know. Well, how... uh, I mean, you're not looking the greatest. How do you you feel? I took some pretty good hits. Um, I'm doing okay. Do you want to take a moment and catch our breaths? Or do you want to you know, push on. I think let's get to safety. A more defensible location. And then I could stand to bind some of these wounds before we continue, yes. Okay, sounds good. Well, let's go as quickly as we can then. All right, roll a survival check. Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, you continue creeping through these ruins, trying to find some place that's maybe still relatively intact. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, you can't really find anything. So after, as you get towards the end of it, it's just like, ah, this is about as good as it's going to get. Just kind of hide behind one of these walls and keep watch. If okay. anything wanders across us, we're pretty exposed, but uh, we'll see. Uh, so... The two of you set down okay. and start taking a short rest, I'm assuming, is what you're doing? Sure, yeah. All right, roll a d20 before you do any short resty things. Okay. Five. Okay. You sit there. Crag pulls out some bandages, starts wrapping himself up. Spends some hit die, as it were. I'm going to as well. You are more than welcome to. Might as well. Oh, my gosh. Are you not rolling good? Terribly. Oh no! But what's his hit die? D ten. Oof! I rolled like two twos and two ones. Oh my gosh! That's so, so frustrating. Yeah, that's annoying. But uh, after the end of this hour, nothing else looms across your path, and Craig stands up, looking a bit more together. He mm-hmm. stemmed the bleeding and some of these wounds. This is all right. Let's keep at it. Time is of the essence. 
Sounds good. And she will kind of head out across the dune. The dune? The gloom. The, the gloom is probably better. better. It's not really a dune. There's just dead trees and yeah. dead grass and big chunks of rock Ugh. and every now and then another like ruined house or building or something. After some more walking, leaving this set of ruins far beyond you, you can see this structure now that you've come down off the hill starting to loom in front of you. It's mm. a big, black, imposing looking thing. As it comes into view, Crag's like, that's it. That's the, uh, told it's some sort of sepulcher, tomb, crypt. I don't know. It's it's where they sealed the entrance to the abyss all those millennia ago. That's where we're heading. I'm sure whatever we fought out there, whatever that thing was, there'll be even worse things inside. Okay. I mean, I know that you've mentioned, you know, the the, the separation between the abyss and, and this plane, and then of course our plane thinning. Uh, do you think there'd be other folks like you who have, you know, maybe communicated with with the devil who could be there, or or do you think it'll be more like mindless creatures like what we just saw? Not necessarily mindless. I don't think there's going to be anyone from our plane there, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, okay. Wasn't sure if they had, you know, coaxed some some people from our plane to come be oh, probably guards not. of the... Servants of this plane, or servants of theirs. While the archdevils are sealed in the abyss for the time being. The passage of lower-ranked demons and devils is still possible mm-hmm. through various means. I don't quite understand it. That's never really been my wheelhouse, but okay. there are, I'm sure, some things guarding it, especially if they've learned what I'm planning on doing here. Sounds good. I mean, that doesn't sound good, but good to know more I like... I got what you yeah. mean. Let's, yeah, anyways... Uh, he continues. It's yeah, very bleak, desolate, still mm-hmm. kind of spooky. Lots of odd noises coming from seemingly every direction all at once. Is this kind of like the plane of water where we'll like move, but the horizon and like time is kind of wonky? Or mm-hmm. no, the horizon's definitely moving. You're not sure what time is doing. Okay, but this seems a bit maybe more geographically stable. Okay, cool. And would I have, like, heard any... I mean, he mentioned, Craig mentioned how this great building was, like, a, a crypt or, you know, tomb type of thing. Would I know of any legends of some creature being... Okay. Nah, you wouldn't have heard anything about this. Okay. Nobody really knows about this. Or very few people, I should say. I only know about this because they brought me here. So. Okay. After some more walking... This thing gets bigger and bigger, and it looks like a big black Parthenon kind of mm. structure. Big pillars, very, uh, maybe not as as built with flourish, uh, but more gothic and, and brutalist in design. Mm-hmm. Big, tall, imposing. Not a very welcoming sight. It's enormous, but you can see that before you get there, there is a wide... You might mistake it for a river, except that uh, it looks to be some sort of moat that is almost as big as a river. 
separating the land you are on from the land which this structure sits upon. Hmm. And you see as you approach it, there's a little wooden kind of duck leaning out uh, maybe like 10 feet past the shore. The water is brackish and dark and some of it's bubbling mysteriously and it smells kind of like rotten eggs. Gross. Is there a boat docked at the dock? Not that you can see. Not docked at the dock. But Craig walks up to the dock and says, Oh, someone took me across when I was here last time. I'm not sure where they are, but I'm assuming they may show up again. And we could either convince them to take us or, uh, well, convince (laughs) them to take us. I wouldn't try to swim in that stuff if I were you. I wasn't even, yeah, wasn't even thinking it. And if you're thirsty, don't don't drink it. Was this person who who took you across an alliance with the devils or just someone who, you know, crosses fairies people? What do you know about death? Um, not a lot. Mm. Me neither, but from what I've learned in this place... After you die, there's a certain limbo that I think you go to. At least this is what the the farrier told me last time. It was their old job. Your souls get lined up. The powers that be decide where you go, and then there's a big old river that they ferry you right across. I don't think it's this river, but something similar. Mm. And through the mists, you can start to hear a sloshing and a splishing, a splishing and a splashing as uh, not so much a boat, but just a very kind of big raft starts floating through into view. There's a hooded figure on it with a big paddle, mm-hmm. like the Venice-like beaches. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of mushing its way across very stoically. Very Phantom of the Opera vibes. Yeah. Ah, this, uh, yep, right on time. It approaches the dock, and the raft pulls up next to it. And you can't really make out a face. There's just, like, two glowing eyes beneath the hood and wearing, like, big brown robes and a belt, but nothing terribly descript. It looks across at the two of you, kind of eyes each of you up and down, and it says... Your toll has not been prepaid this time, Crag. I'm going to require payment from both of you if you expect to cross again. What's your fee? (laughs) The toll depends on the passenger. Everyone has different things of value they can offer. How precious a thing does it have to be? Well, let's just say that the currency down here is a bit different from the place you come from. So what's valued? Mm. Well, again, it depends on who you are. You seem... hmm. It sniffs. I can smell... Is that... uh, a whiff of the gods in there? Hmm? A little bit of goodness? We don't get a ton of that down here. 
Very valuable. Yes, 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 yes. In high demand and low supply. We could be convinced to take a number of things from you. Hmm. Uh, a bit of your divinity, a little siphoning of the soul, maybe, a treasured memory, a keepsake imbued with fond emotion. Hmm? He looks at Crag and sniffs. You, uh, we've had you here before, and those of your kind are not quite as rare. You may have to be a bit more creative in what you offer. Shepherd. John Shepherd. Okay, she'll kind of like pat her pockets and, and, and kind of try to think and she's not inclined to siphon off part of her soul or, or memory um, and so she'll be like how would one of these do and she will pull out one of the fire gems that where's the emotion in that this is an item of practicality no 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 this requires sacrifice. Something you hold dearly. Like that. He points at your grandmother's staff. <laughs> I can smell it in that. Yes. How about these? And she'll pull out the hobgoblin knives that she's carried since that first day. Better, just in terms of longevity, but what do these mean to you? These, These are weapons of your enemy. How fondly can you be connected to them? These belong to the first creature I ever killed. Mm. And I've mm. carried them with me since then. A removal of innocence. Mm. Mm. Interesting, 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 interesting. And I was but a child when it oh, happened. You're close. Sweeten the pot a little bit, and I'd be happy to ferry you across. This is what the creature wore. And she'll put the mask, the hobgoblin hat on, on top of the knives. Ah, now we're talking. <laughs> Stink bends over and grabs the mask and the knives and looks at them, holds them up to its shapeless, formless face. You can see like a tongue stick out of the shadow uh. and lick one of the blades. He's like, oh, yes, 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 yes. This will do. All right. Scoops them into the folds of its robe and they just like whoo, disappear. Ugh. You're paid. Looks over at Crag. Now, you, if you'd like to join. Crag looks around, looks at what you gave up. He says, I don't even remember the first thing I killed. Hmm. Well, first person, I should say. Killed a lot of things. Thinks for a moment, taps his foot on the muddy ground and then reaches uh, beneath his his chest plate up by his neck and he pulls out uh, it looks like some wooden tchotchke on like a string, mm-hmm. not even a gold chain or anything kind of pulls it off and he looks at the the boatman he says this my mother gave me this when I was but a child, carved it herself said she'd always be watching over me and I guess in the past few years I hope that's not the case will this do and the hooded figure 
skulks up, sniffs it, puts its face down. Another tongue licks out and... It's like, yes, yes, this will do. And just snatches it into the robe. It's gone. All right. The toll is paid. Welcome aboard. And it hops on the raft. I will also board the raft. Craig walks slowly, solemnly. Not quite as peppy as he's been up to this point. Mm-hmm. So peppy. <laughs> the picture of peppiness. The picture of Craig. And this hooded thing puts its stick down in the water and starts pushing you off the dock. The boat floats into the mists over this bubbling, gross, oily black river. <sighs> Everything smells bad. The dock and the shore on the other side leaves your view consumed by the fog. And after a few minutes coming through, you can see this monolithic building ahead of you. You get pushed up to the opposite dock. And this thing says, if you make it out alive, I'll be waiting here for you to return. Good luck. Now get off my boat. Just... Is, is, is the, was the fee round trip or? Yeah. Okay. Have fun. Craig steps off the boat. I also step off. You see in front of you, kind of an island, kind of marshy, foggy. The ground is wet beneath your feet, and there's this big black stone structure that stands Ugh. impossibly tall above you. Ugh. And we'll pick up there next episode. Ooh! Oh man. Wow. Okay. We're we're doing it. We're doing it, guys. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. We have uh, loved seeing your guys' reviews, and it always just means so much to hear your kind words about the show. If you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, and our handle is at and a die podcast. Make sure you check out our feeds for the giveaway that we are currently running in honor of our 100th anniversary episode. Alrighty, and you can find all those details on our social media pages. All right, catch y'all next week.